Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Terrell. Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience. Uh, my name is Cameron Ellen Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos, the doomsayer. Say it with your whole chest, with the volume up, just to pay homage. Now, this is the show, Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that will walk into your crib, open your refrigerator, and dare you to say something about it, bitch-ass nigga. What you got in the fridge? Um, before we get started, this episode will be brought to you by the meeting of always music and marijuana. Today's strain is called Dosey Doe. It is an indica dominant hybrid for your journey ahead. We're about to get into some heavy shit. So I suggest you have something that's a little potent today. And if you are able to run out to a dispensary in a space where it might be legal to imbibe such plants, uh, this is our recommendation. It's pungent, sweet, and earthy, and it's got a medical-grade effect, so prepare to melt into your motherfucking couch is what I'm telling you. Um, hopefully in a, um, with a nice blanket, um, a shandy, or a, a hot toddy, if you're old and you remember what those are. Um, and just like kind of like melt away. Um, prepare your mind for what's about to happen. I know some of you uh, plan episode listening where you're listening to Tranos and the Lived Experience, which is always kind of smart. You need to be in a space where you're comfortable and where you can listen unfettered. But to get your mind in the uh, the right place, let's try um, today's song, Trigger by Soil Work. The lyrics are pivotal and thought-provoking. At best, one of my favorite bands from my youth. Um, I still listen to them today. They're still going hard. If you get a chance, check them out. They're soil work. Play this in the background for a maximum effect while imbibing those plants that I suggested earlier. And um, prepare your mind for what's about to happen today. So let's get into it. Today's episode is titled The Hollow. The reason why I've titled it as such, because we've got a lot to talk about. Um, I know I have been rogue for about two weeks. That's the time period I need to recover after each episode, which will most likely be changing in the future because duty calls. Um, there's more opportunities for me to have to speak out on certain things. But what I want to talk about is kind of everything over the last, uh, I'd say, two and a half weeks uh, before we go any further. Um, this is your last warning to go grab your pipe and prepare yourself. Um, just kind of thinking about like the last two weeks, things that have happened, certain pivotal things. Number one, um, Greg Abbott in Texas decided that it was a great idea to hunt trans children and families that accept them. Um, it's already hard enough being a trans person in this world. And if you're lucky enough to have parents who support you and love you as they should, um, it's, it's even harder when you know that who you are, um, puts them at risk and it it really feels like a fucking x-men comic book if you really think about it this is like the point where the mutant registration starts 
where they start like actively like setting up hotlines to like tell if they've spotted a mutant or a trans child in this case and uh, anyone harboring them are considered criminals i mean don't this feel a little fucking now, i know there's lots of come like there's always comparisons to like gestapo shit there's always like comparisons to that happening but like this is like real life like like hunter shit like this is real hunter shit like greg abbott has declared himself uh the trans hunter and he's set off several chain reactions with doing so because not only is texas trying this shit uh florida is also trying not only um to ban critical race theory but they're also trying to ban like the acknowledgement of queer people in schools along with um trying to curtail with legislations like gender affirming care for minors and they've um somehow against like the better judgment and call of like the science and medical community for the last at least 10 years um they have labeled these affirming treatments as child abuse let that like let, just kind of let that marinate for a second so let's get this let me let me ask the question so put setting up a hotline requiring teachers to tell if they see signs of gender expansion in a child to report it to CPS, also bringing up criminal charges about uh, around their parents, that's not child abuse. That's not child abuse, but being able to go into a doctor and literally like treat an issue that you have with your body is child abuse. And under the guidance of a doctor with the permission of your parents, is child abuse because we we of course Greg Abbott and them um, what they're doing is they're forcing trans children who might want to chemically transition that's not every trans person but they're forcing trans people who might want to chemically transition into stealthing they're forcing these these children who have this privilege afforded to them to be able to actually like stop um, puberty and things like that from destroying their minds and bodies that's child abuse but like sending hunters after them isn't we also have south dakota who's jumped into the fray of fucking course they did arkansas has jumped into the fray of course they fucking did trans children are under attack and now and what this is is this is a move and we've talked about it before in the episode save the children this is a move where to per, they're, they're stating that they're protecting the children by harming them. If you think about it, like that's what they're doing. They're harming children. So they're protecting the children from themselves by harming them. Hmm. That's weighed heavy on my mind. And the reason, like I'm 41 years old, getting ready to be 42. And I've lived a very long life for a trans person i am literally six years beyond the life expectancy of a trans woman and a black trans woman at that and there's not a day that goes by that i don't look at my current form and remember the pain that i went through as a child knowing that i was going to grow and and and, and that i was going to mature in a fashion that my my mind couldn't handle it did 
hellacious amounts of damage to me. It's still doing damage to me. And I'm 41, about to be 42. These children have a chance. These children have a chance. So not only are we taking bodily autonomy away from women, we're also taking it away from children. Not that they have much autonomy to begin with. Remember, they have to have permission from their parents to do just about anything. But what this boils down to for Greg Abbott and them is they believe that there has to be some type of procedure happening, surgeries, even though the guidelines state perfectly clear in every state that you cannot have sexual reassignment surgeries of any kind without your parents' permission. And there are certain states that have age requirements. Some you have to be 17. Some you have to be 16 with parents' permission. Some you have to just wait until you're 18. That's the end of the puberty cycle. That's a whole series of years where growth has been, for the lack of a better word, stunted so that this person could develop and socially like and, and socially transition first. There's a lot that goes into being a trans kid beyond surgery, but what's focused in on is surgery. And when you listen to the words that these people are saying when they're doing this, it's always centered around the genitalia of children. Anybody else notice that? That it's just kind of like always centered around genitalia? So what we are is perverse, but your pursuit and constant need to know what our genitalia is doing is not perverse. Okay. I mean, go off. Uh, not to mention, like, not speeding past what we're talking about, because I will wrap back around to it somehow. I'm high enough to do so. Follow me. Um... <laughs> I don't know how to approach this. I don't like, um, we all know what's happening in Ukraine currently. We all know it's terrible. It's an occupation. It's, um, it's war happening, but here's my thing. War has been consistently happening for your entire life. If you're listening to this right now, war has been happening all around us your entire life. For some reason, and I, I, know, I know it feels petty when I say this, for some reason, it feels like a lot of the world was not aware of war happening until it happened to a European country. There's been a war raging in Africa for about 20 years. There's been wars raging in the Middle East for about 20 years. Um, there's been colonization happening on a wide scale thing as long as I can remember from America going other place and destabilizing places. But when you hear media correspondents and um, politicians talk about um, what's happening in the Ukraine, it's almost as if they're surprised that violence happened. That's not to take away from what's happening. It is fucking terrible. And there's like, I, I, I genuinely feel. And I know it doesn't seem important because I'm all the way over here, not suffering through it. But like, I generally feel this fear for Ukrainian citizens and like to, to, to not know like where your family members are to have to pick up your things 
and leave um, some of the explosions that we've witnessed that they've been sending over here via video and, and clips and Instagrams and things of that matter. Like, that, that's horrible, like, horrible, horrible times over there. Um, but let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, okay, the Polish border. There have been reports, because now we live in a time where people are running around with cameras in their pockets. There have been several videos that have been passed around the internet of, uh, students of color in the Ukraine uh, people of color in the Ukraine trying to flee and being deprioritized. And the sad part for me in all of it is even in the throes of uncertainty and war on your back, war directly upon you, people are holding on super tight to racism. We're, pro, we're prioritizing whiteness during the war. And that goes for the way it's covered. That goes for the compassion being um, uh, uh, pushed by some. Because um, compassion is needed universally. But it just, it seems like there's, a, there's more of an opinion on what's going on in the Ukraine than what's going on in the rest of the world. And uh, most of us realize what that reasoning behind it is for I mean uh, far be it for me to like leave a punchline but fucking racist man fucking smasher it's a little fucking racist it's a little fucking like when you listen to the way they describe the wars in comparison to other things that are happening they, they say things like well this is a European country these are people who could live right next door to you these are people with families and jobs isn't that the truth for every other space? Isn't that the truth for like the Middle East? Isn't that the truth in Israel? Isn't that the truth in Beirut? Isn't that the truth in Gaza? Isn't that like the truth everywhere? That these people could live next door to you, that these people could be your neighbors specifically to Americans because we forget sometimes that like Americans um, are not just white. There's uh, Scottish, British, um, there are Polish students there, um, there are Muslims, Asian students, Asian people who live there, Asian military people who were stationed there um, from other countries, and they are being deprioritized on the exit from a, a, a zone that's being bombed. It leaves you with this like hollow feeling inside because you feel for people, but then you still get to watch like racism at work, even in like one of the most like shittiest situ like situations to be in. It's just it's 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 a lot as a person who like feels so uh I feel very intensely. I'm a cancer um, I'm a trans woman, I'm a pagan, I feel very intensely and just kind of like zoning in on my feelings and thinking about these people like it, the state of the world is so damaging and sad right now. 
there's wars like sparked all around us. Uh, the climate is out of control. Like we, nobody's taking it seriously. We are like literally attacking innocent people. Like, like schools getting bombed. Old women doused in shrapnel, going about their day in the middle of the Ukraine. Children. Here in America, we're, we're, we're the most divided that we've ever been audibly. Nobody's like really holding up the, the subterfuge very well, seeing as though like that can of worms got opened in 2016. So we are watching brown people of, of every shade from multiple cultures being attacked. Um, children are being used as fodder. Not only are they being used as fodder, they're also being hunted. Women are being used as fodder, but their bodies are policed and imprisoned. Um, trans people are still fighting to exist. How can you make the existence of a person illegal? How can you occupy a space that isn't yours? I mean, I wish I had more energy for you this week, but the real is, is that it's just so overwhelming. It's all so overwhelming and not to sound selfish, but just thinking back to what's happening in America, what's happening to LGBTQ people and trans people, specifically trans people of color, LGBTQ people of color, children. It makes you feel like hope so far out of reach like how many times have I had to fight for my existence in 40 years and that's regarding my color that's regarding, like, regarding my, my race and ethnicity that's regarding my rights that's regarding my sexuality that's regarding my identity like how many times have I had to fight for all of those things in such a small amount of time and what life really is? It's a blink. It's a grain of sand through an hourglass. I know normally, like, and it's, it's, been, a, it's been a theme this month uh, since 2002 hit. I know normally it's a little bit more fun for you, but, like, it's just, it's so heavy, like, trying to be a creative and feeling like I shouldn't, have the free space to do this with so much fighting left to do. There's lots of, um, there's lots of hurt right now. I feel a lot of, like, when's this, when's it gonna be enough? When are they just gonna leave us alone? And that goes for, like, being a person of color, that goes for any religion that's not Christian. That goes for, like, being a trans child. That goes for being a harmed trans adult. I thought a lot about this episode and how I was going to put things forth, and I just felt like uh, speaking from the heart was the way. I want to focus in on what's going on with Texas, Arkansas, South Dakota, Florida, a number of other places that have decided to jump on this bandwagon 
to abolish the existence of people. Um, and it's like fighting back tears. Um, sometimes this makes you feel like uh, giving up. Especially for those of us who have been like fighting to exist for so long. Some of us are like in, in, in such a hot pursuit of happiness and hope and it's just always out of reach and it's like every chance they get they attack and they always attack the weakest of us um I feel really ashamed to be an American sometimes a lot of the time lately and there used to be a lot of disdain that came from people when they heard someone say something like that. But like look at like look at the lives of trans women of color. Look at the lives of LGBTQ queer people. We have been mistreated in every area of our existence for as long as we can remember from here back to colonization of almost everywhere. We've existed on every island. We've existed in every continent for as long as people have. And that's how long we have been hunted. Guys like DeSantis and Greg Abbott. It's 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 always a smokescreen. You ever notice that trans children become a target every time a politician does something scandalous? Has any, did anybody else notice that? DeSantis getting caught up and doing things that aren't legal consistently um, just disappearing for months. Nobody's talking about the fact that he did that now that he's decided to destroy books and attack queer people. Now, um, Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott got a lot of kickbacks uh, from uh, amenities uh, that were overcharged to Texas citizens. He got a lot of kickbacks from that. And now that people are looking into it, all of a sudden, there's this attack on trans children because these discussions that attack us take the eye off the things that they're actually doing. Greg Abbott receives a, like, a check settlement that's like a social security kind of settlement from an accident that he was in. He receives $15,000 a month, but he doesn't want you to have it, so he votes against that. He votes against something that he benefited from so that you don't get it, but we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that because he decided that trans children were the focus. Their parents were the focus. Putting extra responsibilities on CPS workers, putting extra responsibilities on underpaid uh, school teachers. That was his focus. He's not focused on the fact that in like two districts in Texas, like five administrators in two different districts, five administrators in two different districts, two weeks apart, um, all got arrested for conspiracy and failure to report sexual assaults. Now, these weren't trans kids. These are cis kids, the kids that they want to protect, the kids that they want us all to be. They don't protect. But Greg Abbott's not talking about that. He's not talking about the fact that the fact that 10, 10 cisgendered heterosexual white men and women conservatives from Christian schools these are administrators of religious Christian schools 
were all arrested for conspiracy and failure to report sexual assaults, multiple sexual assaults. But what we will focus on is trans children taking puberty blockers. We'll report them. We'll write. We'll write to them that what they what they are is is a, is a, is against moral because it is child abuse but when actual child abuse and molestation and sexual assault is happening nobody does a fucking thing we blame girls and little boys for their for the actions of predators we police young girls bodies for the actions of predators we shame young boys and, and non-binary people, we shame them all for, for being set upon by predators. But what we really want to do is we want to stop trans kids from taking puberty blockers. You know, those things that like, if a person decides that that's not the route that they want to go, they could simply stop taking and then puberty would occur. It's not stunning the body. It's not doing them any harm. If anything, uh, the doctors have been touting for the last 15 years that puberty blockers help with the development of trans children and ensures their happiness and growth. But nope, let's not listen to the doctors. We want to see more research done on it to prove that it's child abuse. And what's the rationale behind it? Trans people used to be. Now, if you're a trans person, lean into this because I, I, I know you're gonna like, you're gonna high five your phone, you're gonna hug it when I say this. Trans adults used to be trans children. Surprise! Surprise! All the surgeries that you try to curtail us from having and try to talk us out of, all those things that you that you you chalk up to us, because uh, uh, it's often an argument used against adults as well as that we're deforming ourselves. Literally, a person said, why would you deform yourself like that? To me, they said it to my face when they realized that I was a trans person. Why would you deform yourself like that? Now, um, mind you, I've only had one procedure done and it has absolutely nothing to do with my face. I haven't had anything done to my voice. I haven't had any facial feminization. That's like I've, I've had a breast augmentation. That's it. And I didn't have that until recently. This was said to me like literally like two years ago. A uh, old friend was talking to me on Zoom. We had just like heard about each other and they, they got my number, got my email address. We talked for a minute. I told them that I was a trans person. They just kind of sped over it. But then when they saw me, I was accused of um, debauchery and deforming my body and destroying the temple that God gave me. Those are the kind of arguments that you hear as an adult. Now they're just extending them to children. They're just extending them to children. It's just all so fucking disheartening that we all know it's absurd and what they're doing is against the law that they're like criminalizing being a trans person like not for nothing I don't want people comparing trans to race but what if they were like hey like it's illegal in Texas 
to be Mexican. We're not putting it in, you know what I'm saying? We're not putting it in the right context. That's absurd, right? That's absurd that somebody would actually think that that's a thing that they could do legally. It's just be like, hey, no more Texas, no more Mexicans in Texas. Or, hey, like, no more black people in New York. That a state representative could be like, hey, I want to ban a group of people. And then they could make up a reason why. Now, think about it. If they made up this reason that goes against everything that we know about trans people in our medication and our services, everything that we currently know, if they made up a bogus reason, even after all of that, you don't think they would make up a bogus reason about like brown people? What's next? What are we banning next? Pagans? What happens after that? Lesbians? I mean, it's not that far off when you think about it. When you attack the lowest rung on the ladder, doesn't the ladder become unstable? Anybody else sense this, like, feel the sense of urgency that I do, the sense of urgency that has made me feel this hollow inside of me? I've spent so much of my time trying to put myself in the mindset to seek happiness and it is so fucking hard when literally every second every second of every day some white man wakes up and decides to choose violence against pick a group of people pick a group we're all worried about trans children being provided a treatment that will save them years of torment mental anguish and onsets of mental disabilities caused by trauma and stress because we are just actively ignoring what doctors are saying. Don't that sound like fucking how COVID happened? Doesn't that sound like why we're still in a fucking pandemic? Why are we still letting these these groups of people make these kind of decisions with the health of others? There's hope. A Texas judge ruled two days ago that it is indeed illegal for Greg Abbott to literally legislate what he legislated, even though we all fucking knew it. Now we have to spend tax dollars and voting power on stopping him. And we're, while we're mobilizing to do that, Greg Abbott gets to lie to his base and pretend that everything that he's not doing isn't hatred to hide mishaps and and, and unjust doings that Greg Abbott is personally doing to his own base. He's stealing money. He's stealing money. He allowed like the amenities and, and electric and gas companies to like gouge everyone during the snowstorms in Texas. He he knowingly did that and he got kickbacks and we know he did, but we're not talking about that. We're not talking about how we allowed switching gears. We're not talking about how we allowed Donald Trump to set up the Ukraine for Putin. We're not talking about what is in the Ukraine that Putin needs so badly. What's there? Why aren't we asking those questions? Why aren't we talking about the fact that we all publicly know that Russia has been involved 
and espionage and all kinds of things all across the world for the last four years and we've done absolutely nothing about it but now all of a sudden everybody wants to talk about the ukraine why is it why is everyone so interested in infiltrating the ukraine well because in my mind like there's lots of reasons but it all kind of boils down to like white men with power sounds simple doesn't it i mean am i wrong with that being said you know what time it is you here to let's take this little break together because i am stressed the fuck out and hope like hopefully you're not feeling as much as i am but here's to you So, in summation, because I'm kind of tired of asking as well, this is not the first episode of Tranos and the Lived Experience that has been dedicated to protecting or, or speaking out for the downtrodden, be it people from another country or trans children or LGBTQ people in general. Um, I've definitely been doing a lot of that and it's tiresome and I've grown like this, like hole, this hollow in me, um, this sadness and it feels selfish to want it to end just for my sake, but it should end for the sake of these people. Like what are we doing as a human race other than harming smaller groups of humans because I get to sit here and drink coffee in a warm house as a trans person uh, who is being hunted in their own country of uh, the solace is is that bombs aren't going off around me next week we'll be back uh, put some pep in the step for y'all I know y'all getting tired of me being emotional but this is uh been Tranos in the lived experience. My name is Cameron Aileen Jarrell, aka Tranos. Ugh. Say it with your whole chest and stop like a small square of my heart from heart. <laughs>